Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog. And today I want to talk about the cover art for Strange Tales. Uh, I'm going to uh, post this up on the blog. So this will accompany the cover art and the gift that shows the cover art being developed. Uh, the cover art for Strange Tales is done by Jackie Musto, who did all of the uh, interior images, with the exception of the borders, for uh, the Wandering Heroes of Ogregate game and for Sartorius. And she did the cover for Wandering Heroes of Ogregate and the various uh, supplements that we've released for Wandering Heroes of Ogregate. And so, uh, you know, this 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 was, a, a, I think, a, a more challenging cover than we've done in a while because it's, number one, it's, just, it's a new genre. But number two, uh, that we wanted it to hold a lot of information. We wanted it to convey a lot and 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 that I think is very tricky to do so uh, it came out really nice uh, so what I want to do is I want to just talk about the cover elements um, I'm not an artist so I can't really comment on technique or anything like that but I, I wanted to talk about what each thing represents and why it's there and how it relates to the game so uh, the if you look at the cover, you can see that there's a number of figures on it. And if we go to the left, you see that there's a, a ghost. And uh, one of the things that I wanted to do is the the the, the genre that this belongs to comes from uh, sort of the writings of, of people like Pu Song Ling and Yuan Mei. And that genre, it's often just described as ghosts and fox spirits. That's, uh, you know, like tales of ghosts and fox spirits. Uh, it's not like the proper name for it, but it's just sort of like quick shorthand because there's so many ghosts and fox spirits. And and so we have a ghost, and then if you go to the upper right-hand corner, that's a, uh, a fox spirit uh, seducing a scholar. And in the center we have, in the game we call them painted maidens, but there's a creature that comes from the painted skin story, Huapi, and uh, the... Uh, uh, the the movies that are based on on that story the you know so if you've seen painted skin or painted skin resurrection now painted skin resurrection is interesting because in that one if i recall and this might be a translation issue but i believe in painted skin the resurrection they sort of adjust the character for the sequel so that she becomes more of a fox spirit i don't remember exactly i had to rewatch them again but but i remember there being some kind of difference in the original story she is not a fox spirit the original story she is a, um, a monster who paints a skin for herself that uh, that she uh, is is able to use to seduce and then kill people or trick them, and and so it's a lot more like the first painted skin movie or the painted skin movie from the '90s by King Who, and there's a much earlier one from the '60s that has great uh, makeup and special effects for the time, but I've never been able to find it with English subs, so I've only been able to see it just you know, as a, as a, uh, um, as, as images uh, across the screen. Uh, it's, 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 it's definitely an enjoyable movie. You can probably find, uh, versions of it with, uh, with no English subs, but the, the getting, getting it with the English subs, I, I found to be difficult. Um, yeah, I think, I can't remember the, uh, the year it came out off the top of my head. I think it was like 63, but I, I might be wrong. It might be 65 or some other date, but, but the effects are really cool. And so that's what we have in the center. And this one was tricky because, you know, we wanted to sort of cap, you know, initially it was going to be uh, sort of more like having the face peel off or something like that. But then that might look like a zombie. And so I, I think that the effect is really interesting. You have sort of the, the under the, the monster underneath. Uh, you have sort of the torso, but the the skin is sort of falling off. But it, it almost has like a collar or cape effect. 
and it looks I, I think it looks spectacular it looks really nice and uh and then we have the yellow flowers which are a recurring theme yellow is kind of recurring and that has to do with an adventure in the book uh and i also just wanted the color yellow i like i like uh you know sort of bright colors like that in 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 the artwork and and so you know that's why in the house of paper shadows we have like a a, a, a pink tone to the cover uh in this we have a uh a, you know there's like a yellow and green um and and we and you know if you look at tournament adalo that's a uh that's that's really interesting because that's sort of colorful and dark at the same time but there's a lot of it there's a lot of sort of like reds and, and things like that and i like i like getting those kind of colors in our arc and so uh so in this one you know i i decided uh it would be good to try yellow and i i talked to jackie first because i'm not i'm not an artist and i don't know and she i i she i i think if i remember the conversation she felt uh confident that uh that that, that it would work and so uh, uh and and again i don't know I don't know enough about coloration to say whether, you know, yellow or green is the dominant color, but there's definitely like a yellow, green, white thing going on, and I and I really I really like that. Uh, and then we have a um, a logo which was made by um, I don't know if I can uh, if I can credit the person, so I'm not going to say who it was, but it's somebody who's uh, been very close to us, reading a lot of the game material, been very helpful, giving feedback, and uh, is uh, has a knack for graphic design, and so. Uh, the same person who helped me with some other graphic design elements uh because i don't have any graphic design skills so um now the su the the subtext underneath not so the the subheader uh uh right now it's just as a game of supernatural horror set in the lands of ancient china i don't know if that's going to remain the uh the the tagline under the under the under the big header but we're going to have a tagline like that uh that was just what i uh you know, for the purposes of putting a, a mock-up together, I told Jackie to use the, that language. Um, I may keep it though because I, I I find sometimes we get a little bit too vague with our titles. We try to be too smart for our own good. And the game of supernatural horror set in the lands of ancient China is pretty direct, and so I might just go with that. Um, I kind of want people to know what it's all about. So it might not be that exactly, but I think I'm going to go more for that sort of style. Um, and and then we have. Uh, you know, beneath the central pagoda in the image, we have four characters. And in Strange Tales, the characters are... Uh, it, so I should say, the, the mechanics for the game are somewhat different from Ogre Gate. It's technically a variation on Ogre Gate. You can think of it a little bit like how BX is different from AD&D, just to use like a really, you know, uh, 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 you know uh, popular example. Uh, the mechanics are not like D and don't want to. I don't want to mislead people because uh, I, I know that uh, you know people might uh, you know come to it thinking it'll be D and D, and then they'll they'll be disappointed. So it's it's not it's not it's not uh, it's not mechanics like that. But but the difference between Wandering Heroes of Ogregate and um, and Strange Tales of Songling will be uh, pretty similar. Uh, 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 divide of difference. So, uh, so in Strange Tales of Song Ling, you have character paths, and those are like classes. And in Wandering Heroes of Orgate, everything's point by. In Strange Tales of Song Ling, there's only three defenses. In Wandering Heroes of Orgate, there's six. Now, you can easily sort of convert those base six defenses to the 
three defenses in Strange Tales of Song Lang. Um, but the point was just to keep it simple. There's no, you know, in Ogre Gate, one of the things that you sometimes have to juggle in your head as a GM or as a player is, oh, does this affect resolve or wits? Uh, does this affect evade or parry? You don't have to worry about that in Strange Tales of Song Lang because I wanted it to just move fast. And I wanted character creation to be really quick because I wanted a higher level of lethality. So uh, I felt that it was really important to make it uh, so that the players aren't sitting there fiddling with a point buy the whole time. There are some minor point buy elements when you pick your your path that does sort of allocate where you spend some of your points, but it's very fast. And so I feel like we got we you know we so we sort of got it to where we wanted it in terms of uh, getting into the game fast and playing the game fast, and also in terms of uh, the level of lethality in the game because in Ogre Gate the scale of power, your wounds increase over time, and you you uh, become very resistant to the horrors of the world. In Strange Tales of Song Ling, even if you have uh, swordsman-like abilities or magical abilities, you're still vulnerable. I wanted there to be that horror uh, experience in the game. And so I, I had to sort of restructure the scale as a result. Characters don't have as many wounds. Monsters have fewer wounds, but they're more dangerous. So um, so if you if you... Uh, so if you look at this image, though, this, these are the four character paths that are available to you. So on the left, we have the Scholar. And the, the Scholar is, uh, you know, it's sort of like the, the character from uh, a Chinese ghost story. You, you find these characters in Strange Tales all the time, just sort of the, the you know, bumbling Scholar type or the poor Scholar or, uh, you know, the, the, the hopelessly in love with the ghosts Scholar. So I, I thought that uh, you know, that was obviously an essential character to have. It was kind of a challenge to come up with uh, mechanics that I was comfortable with that reflected what a scholar can do. And we we, we played around for a while because for, for a time, the scholar was stuck not being able to do a whole lot uh, in combat situations. And I didn't want to just sort of give them something for combat that felt like, uh, you know, well, we're making them combat ready when they really shouldn't be. So... They're primarily an investigation class. They, you know, they they they're, they're, they have a lot of skills, and they also have access to resources as they as they increase in ability, um, and they uh, and they they have an ability called frantic research, and this allows them in the you know in the in combat to try to come up with a tactical solution to the problem that will give like a bonus if they're able to voice that. So what, what you would picture in this situation is, you know, they're, they're frantically going through their books looking for a historical example that matches this one or looking for the weakness of a monster. And if, if, if one exists, they might find it and they'll get a bonus. Um, so, you know, it's a, it ended up working really well in playtest. And those are the kinds of mechanics I'm usually a little bit wary of. So I really made sure that it worked. And we, and I think we got it to where we liked it. And, uh, and so then if you look to the, to the right of that image, and by the way, I think that scholar looks looks uh, tremendous. Um, we have uh, the the ritual master. The ritual master encompasses a lot of different character types. Uh, it's it could be anything from like a a Taoist priest who's you know trying to uh, uh, you know uh, dabble in, in darker arts or uh, attain longevity. Uh, someone who is uh, you know, from another land that, you know, just knows strange magics. You encounter characters like this in Tales from Songling. So it's the, it's the, 
it's 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 it it holds a lot and 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 their type of magic is is it takes more time to perform it's more dangerous but it's potentially more powerful they can do all kinds of crazy things um and and they're a little bit more you know they're a little bit of a darker character type and then next to that we have the wandering sword the wandering sword is um is basically you know uh uh kind of like a martial hero. They're not quite at the level that you have in Ogre Gate, but they have Kung Fu. They have uh, the ability to evade attacks and things like that. Um, and, and you see these characters in the stories all the time. And I think this one really captures the, 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 the chivalrous hero archetype really well. Uh, and, and there's a fairly even mix in, in a lot of these stories when you do encounter them of, of men and women as martial heroes. And, you know, it's not – some of these stories, go, you know, like if you look at the really early uh, stuff that, uh, you know, in, inspired uh, Pu Songling, like if you go back to stories from like the Tang Dynasty and stuff, you still see, you know, even that early, these kinds of characters, these martial hero characters. Um, and a lot of times they have the kinds of abilities that you, you come to associate with genres like wuxia. So it's not, it's, 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 it's still kind of, you know, like early on, I have, a, I have a book of stories from the, the Tang dynasty and, and there's a, there's a story where somebody meets a female martial hero and she's got, if I remember it, some kind of lightness Kung Fu type ability, it, you know, that's what it comes across as in the story. Um, and you know, the, and, and. You know, if you see the movie Touch of Zen, that's based on a Pu Songling story. The supernatural elements of the, the well, there are supernatural elements in the movie, but the the kind that were in the story have been taken out and replaced with like uh, you know story. Uh, the, the original story is quite different, um, but uh, but it's similar. And 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 if you pay attention, uh, uh, Touch of Zen has a has a creepy vibe to it. Like it, it kind of feels like a horror movie. And, and, and after that, you see King Hu exploring that territory. I think there's a movie, Legend of the Mountain. I can't remember. I don't know if that's the exact title, but it's a really good movie. And it's, um, uh, it's kind of similar, but it's more directly supernatural. And Painted Skin, obviously, which I think is a, you know, the, the, it's funny. The, the more I watch that movie, the more I realize what a great film it is. Um, I, I would I would definitely encourage people to, to, to watch it. It feels a little bit out of time. It feels like it's not quite in sync with the stuff that was coming out at the time, but it's got a real classic sort of horror vibe to it. And, uh, and so I would definitely recommend people checking it out. But, uh, but anyways, that's the Wandering Sword character, so they have kung fu techniques and block. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I like, I like the way this one came out. And then to the right of that, we have the Buddhist monk, who's, uh, that's, uh, there's not a Buddhist monk uh, path in the game, but there's a demon hunter path. And the demon hunter path is open to all kinds of characters. It's not just Buddhist monks. It could be a Taoist priest. You could be, you know, you know, sort of like in, uh, in a Chinese ghost story, the Wu Ma character. You could have sort of that, that uh, um, you know, a character like that. Uh, you could be like like all the variety of demon hunters from a Chinese odyssey uh, conquering the demons. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, things that you could be, but the, uh, but it basically, they have a little bit of everything. They have a little bit of fighting. They have a little bit of magic, but their magic's a little bit different than, um, uh, than the, the magic of the ritual master. Their magic is more combat oriented. And so, I don't know. I, I really like the demon hunters. I think they came out good. I think they, 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 they fit the setting really well. Um, and so those are the, the four paths in the art. And I think that, the you know, again, this does a great job of, of sort of 
conveying what the game is about, conveying the mood of the game. There are these nice, creepy hands in the background that are sort of writhing. And I, I think, again, that gives you the, the sense of the strange. Um, so, you know, and, and also the element of romance. You see that, you know, in the, in the upper right corner, the fox spirit, that's not a scary image. For, I mean, you know, they're, 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 there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a creepiness to it, but it's also kind of a sensual possibly romantic image and that's part of the the stories that that are uh in the uh tales from a chinese studio there's a lot of stories that are just you know in some of the stories the the ghosts want to kill you and some of the stories the ghosts want to marry and have children with 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 the protagonist and the threat is really you know either some other supernatural force or uh just the the divide that exists between the two realms um so you know you you have it, it it's uh, it it's 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 not it's it's not just pure horror. There's there's uh there's there is horror for sure, but there's also just kind of you know bizarre, strange, you know unusual elements. Things like um you know you, uh there's a lot of there's a lot of stories about animals that just sort of are super intelligent and talk and uh sometimes they veer into horror when the when the animals become dangerous but sometimes not sometimes they're just friendly animals and uh you know there's a really great story in there about a a, a snake charmer who or a snake tamer who uh, has a basket with two snakes that uh, you know and, and it is about it's basically a story about him and his and his and his snakes and 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 how they and how they uh they sort of become spirited over time, but the, but it's a, it, it's not, it's not a particularly scary story. It's just about you know a guy who really likes his snakes and befriends them, and it's, it's kind of the, the, the heart of the story is the, the friendship between this guy and his, and his special snakes. Um, so, so I tried to get a lot of that in there too, and, uh, and so you know obviously the horror is going to be a big driving factor for gaming purposes, but there's, you know if you, if you, we have four adventures in here, and if you look at the adventures. Uh, you know, not all of them are particularly scary. Some of them are, um, you know, have a little bit of humor. They have romance. They have other elements, and and so I think again the cover kind of captures that. And I think this this towering figure in the center that sort of gets the painted maiden image is just you know really you know uh, very effective. So um, so yeah. So this is the cover art uh, again. It was by Jackie Musto and. Uh, she's going to be doing the interior art as well, and we're also going to have new borders uh, that she'll be doing for it because I want to give the Strange Tales line its own look, and uh, and so and 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 I have some ideas for the borders. We'll see if we can pull them off. Um, you know, border art is always a challenge because it can it can it looks nice, but it can create uh, layout uh, hurdles that you have to worry about. So I'm trying to. To approach the borders differently this time, and and so that so I just don't have to worry about that issue, and and we'll see if it's possible. I, I don't know, um, but one of the one of the nice things about this is when you when you you know like I'm not I'm not a particularly uh, you know great art director. I probably have very confusing instructions because it's not my not my background. But uh, but Jackie's been very good at, at sort of finding what I'm trying to do and and getting it on the page and and adding something that I wasn't expecting. And one of the things I like, though, is that every once in a while you come upon these 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 challenges. The, not challenges. You have a problem that you need an answer for, and and I find that those are the times that my that like my my skill level increases a little bit. Either because I learn, oh, there's not really a solution that or that solution worked badly, or I find a 
a really cool way to sort of get around an issue and it and enhances the books so um so yeah so so i think uh you know i don't know what the time frame for this is going to be uh i'm still play testing it i mean i have a lot of material i could i i could if i really needed to i could release a game for this tomorrow but i'm i'm really sort of paring things down i'm trying to make it more of a toolbox more of a because uh, again it's 100 pages so i don't want to I don't want to go crazy with a lot of the other elements. I have to be really careful. And so it's the emphasis is going to be on adventure material, on mechanics, on monsters, on things like that. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to go nuts with the other stuff. And, and so I, I don't know what the time frame is going to be. We're going to, we're going to be developing the interior art and we're going to be developing uh, the game further. Some of the concepts I've been not revising, but I've been refining and I think that we're in a really good place with a lot of the concepts. Uh, I've been, I've, I've, I've blogged about sort of the escape from hell idea and some other things. And then when I've taken that a little bit further in my own thinkings about it, my own sort of thoughts about it, but, uh, you know, we're, we're going to, I don't know. I, I, I think, I think realistically what's probably going to happen is I'll probably be playtesting this pretty heavily the next two to three months and we'll see what happens from there. And I mean, I definitely would like to have the game released this this year. I think that's a doable. Uh, and I, I would say the earliest people are going to see it would probably be sometime in the summer. I, I don't know. That's that's probably a little op- overly optimistic. Um, it might, you know. Again, I was I was really eager to to get out House of Paper Shadows uh, for the fall, and I didn't I didn't predict uh the timeline well and so house of paper shadows is coming out within the next uh next month or so but um but if i could maybe getting this one out uh at least in time for halloween would be good uh but again we'll see it could be done way earlier i don't i i our schedule's a little funky i don't i don't you know i don't plan things so that so that everything comes out exactly when and you know what time i want it it's 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 sort of uh you know it's more by feel and uh, I like it that way. I, 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 I used to do things on a tight, sort of rigid schedule, and I don't like operating that way. And sometimes that's annoying, but it's, uh, I think it's ultimately better for the final book. And, uh, and again, I think our books could be more perfect than they are. They're not, they're not perfect by any stretch, um, but, but they definitely uh, would be a lot, a lot worse if I, was, if I was trying to keep everything on a tight schedule. And, and so I just know that from experience. I know that, you, you know, for, for the way I work and the, the way I like to do things, I, I need to give myself that flexibility. But they do come out. And, uh, and so, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased with this art. I think it's, uh, uh, I think it's a great image. I love the, the ghost. I was particularly concerned about the ghost when we, when we came up with the idea because ghosts are hard. You could, um, especially when you want one like we have here where it wasn't meant to be a, extremely supernatural looking just a vaguely supernatural ghost but i wanted it to be recognizably human and and uh you know it it came out it came out exactly i think as we needed it to so uh so yeah so so we'll see uh uh you know what um uh you know what 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 happens going forward and i'll i'll have regular updates i'm also going to have i'm going to continue with the wuxia inspiration uh podcast i will have a Probably a discussion on some of my thoughts about some things that happened in Chapter 6 of Return of Condor Heroes. Because we've done the um, Return of Condor Heroes podcast where Kenny and I just talk about five chapters at a time. 
and you know because I'm going over the chapters more slowly than I normally would I'm thinking about things and and so uh, and I'm making a point of trying to get my thoughts out in writing more and and so I, I had some thoughts there you know we'll see if people find them useful or not but uh, but I but I had some thoughts about the role of martial heroes in wuxia settings and how wuxia settings have have evolved and uh, to accommodate that and uh, and I tie it to gaming because um, because it, it's a subject that does come up in gaming you see it around sort of topics like uh, you know how would having 16th level wizards affect you know a society so I think that question has been answered in wuxia um, so yeah so I, I will be back on and and again uh, this is by Jackie Musto. Um, she has a great Kickstarter out, by the way, called the... And I, I hope I don't get this wrong, because I'm just doing these off the cuff, but I believe it's uh, The Hidden Halls of Hazakor. Uh, I will post a link in the description, and if I don't, let me know, because I, I, I'm horrible at remembering to post all the links, I promise, in my in my descriptions. But it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a really great-looking game, and it's, uh, I think it's fully funded now, so I think, they're, I think they're all set to go. And, but I'm pretty sure it, you can probably still get involved because I think, you know, with, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, as, as up-to-date on Kickstarter as, as a lot of people, but I'm pretty sure the way it works is you can, you can continue to fund something uh, and, 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 and into the stretch goals and stuff. So, uh, so I, would, I would definitely check that out. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's, sort of, it's sort of designed for beginning dungeon masters and also for younger dungeon masters. And it's, it's done with the aim of, of, you know, a lot, especially now, like, like my own books, a lot of books that come out, they don't assume that you're a beginner. And, and so, you know, and I had this experience when I was, when I was first gaming, because even back then, a lot of the games, they might have sort of a brief section on what is a role-playing game, but a lot of them kind of assumed that you knew what, you know, if you, if you bought like a Batman RPG, you probably had already played D&D or something. Um, but I, I think that, uh, you know, the, the, the hobby has developed for so long that sometimes that's a forgotten aspect of the, of the, um, of the games. And, and, and it's not the focus, you know, like even in, in a, in a game as big as D&D, they, you know, they, they still need to sort of address that, but it's not the, it's not the focus. They're not, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, the game is still sort of meant, I think, for, uh, um, you know, people that are experienced. And so the, the, the Hidden Halls of Hazakor sort of uh, is meant to walk you through the process more. And, and so I think it'll be useful to people. And the art looks looks really nice. Like I've seen, I've uh, I've seen the, the the art on the Kickstarter page and some of the stuff they sent me when I did it. I did an interview on the blog for them, and uh, um, and and it's uh, it's 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 really uh, 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 I don't know. I, I I like Jackie's style, and I think I think it works for this 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 type of project. It works really good. So um, so yeah. So I will I will be back on um, again. Uh, if you if you if you haven't been following us on the podcast, I'm going to be posting this both on the podcast site and on the uh, Bedrock blog page. Go to our Podbean uh, and 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 follow us because every Friday we do a Wusha podcast. Uh, every you know like twice a week, me and Adam talk about various uh, TV shows and media. Right now we're doing Babylon Five, but we're almost done, and we're going to have another show lined up after that. And uh, and I also have other 
things that are up there. I put up my session logs. I put up my Usha inspiration talks. Uh, Kenny and I have been doing the Return of Condor Heroes discussions. That's also on Fridays. And so, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of content on the on the Podbean if if you if you go there and you follow it. And and I've noticed that we've been getting more followers and we've been uh, you know slowly building an audience. And, uh, and but the but the but the heart of the of our Podbean uh, uh, site or our Podbean uh, podcast is the um, uh, the the Friday Night Wuxia uh, stuff. And sometimes we veer outside of Wuxia and other genres, but uh, but but it's still mainly sort of you know. Uh, Friday Night Wuxia. We tend to focus on classic Wuxia because that's sort of more, um, uh, you know, so uh, so me and Lady Chao Fung, that's sort of more our comfort zone. That's the kind of stuff that we tend to lean on. Um, I also like 90s stuff, though, and so I, we, we get we get that every once in a while. And we're, every so often we, we do a new, newer movie as well. Um, I do like newer movies. I just am... Uh, if I, you know, when, when I, when I watch this stuff, I do tend to watch the stuff from the seventies and the stuff from the eighties and nineties more. Um, you know, I, I, and, 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 you know, every, every five to 10 movies, I'll watch a newer one. Um, in part because, you know, I'm waiting for the newer ones to come out, but, but also I've just, I'm, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a little bit, uh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a little bit, uh, uh, sort of more a fan of the, of the of the earlier stuff, uh, I think the nine to me actually it's funny and I don't want to you know sort of go on a on a ramble here but but my my my, my favorite period in terms of physical performance is probably the nineties, um, but my favorite period in terms of storytelling in terms of um, you know sort of the way things were done and the way things were shot and uh, uh, is is that seventies period that seventies period is uh, you is is is, 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 there's something magical about it for me. So, um, so, so yeah, so we, we, but we talk about everything and, and I'm, and we're trying to do more newer stuff because I, I do want people to sort of, uh, uh, I, I, I know with, with, with fans, it's easy if you're, if you're a fan of seventies martial arts movies, you'll watch it. But if you, if you, if you're just interested and you haven't really explored it, sometimes you need to see some of the newer stuff because it's just, you just, you, it's like a stepping stone into these, you know, to the older stuff. You know, I, uh, uh, when I first got into it, you know, it was, you know, like really grainy old martial arts movies. So it, it's, it, it's, I, I don't, I don't, I don't mind if something looks old fashioned or if it looks faded, but that can be a challenge. And so sometimes the newer, shinier stuff is, is, is a good stepping stone. Um, so, so anyways, uh, I will be back on and I will talk to you later.